Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we've got a bunch of Marvel news and other stuff, of course, as always. Uh, there's a lot of news to talk about this week since Dylan wasn't here last week. Uh, yeah. You know, but he's back. We're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. I'm Dylan, back. welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for carrying it on solo. Hey, look, I tried. Um, <laughs> or I'll say we tried because I say I, I, I can't break the habit of saying we even when I'm doing the show by myself. So it's just. It's weird, but anyway. So, um, in, in our review slot today, we're not reviewing a movie today. We've got, but we've got several mo- pieces of Marvel news and some Marvel trailers to talk about. Uh, but we'll get to that at the uh, segment three. But uh, Dylan, what other news do you have for us this week? So it's kind of like random scattershot, no theme news. You know, we're keeping the Marvel Excellent. ones at the, at the end, like you said. So the first one is kind of like. It's kind of just like a disappointing headline, which I think leads to a discussion. And it's uh, about the state of the 2023 box office. Yes. And it looked like things were doing like pretty well, like post pandemic, like things were trending up as they would when a pandemic is like easing up, you know. Um, but 2023 has been like a really big, it's in its flop era, let's say. <laughs> the theaters. <laughs> yes. Um, there and theaters are really scared because they have. Uh, there's normally like big tent poles to bookend the year to help them out a lot, but all they have is Aquaman. No, say Doc. Well, yeah, say Doc Aquaman. All they have is Aquaman two, and Wonka, which I think looks really good. And first reactions came out for Wonka today, and people say it's really good. It's a, it's a Paddington dude. We well, know it would be. Look, I went to IHOP and I had that the Wonka pancakes, so I can confirm the Wonka movie is gonna be pretty good. Ooh, I don't know if they had that. Okay, they're, yeah, they're 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 purple, Dylan. I feel like there should be more Wonka stuff, like promotion. Like it should be Barbie level. Like yeah, there should not, be Wonka. Not just everywhere. the, not just you're saying not just the IHOP secret menu or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed by it. Um, but they, though, like the, the salacious headline is that of all the two hundred million dollar plus budget movies, only one of them was even profitable at all. Not even like, yikes. You know, like did really well, but made any profit, and that was Guardians of the Galaxy three. Okay, um, and there. <laughs> I sent. Never mind. I changed the, my uh, mind. I don't want the purple pancakes. I, I sent Dylan the uh the 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 picture of the Wonka menu. There's these uh mini taco pancake things. Uh, cotton candy lemonade. Um, the the pancakes which are purple, and that's it. Uh, they have some little fluff on them and a weird sauce, and some. Fabulous. Yeah, well the burgers it's got a stupid Wonka type name. It's like frizzalicious or something. I don't know what it's called. It's okay. not yeah, it's fine. The pancakes were good. You know they don't look that good in person either. Oh, they looked way worse. Way worse. <laughs> oh well, maybe I will try them. I don't know. You should. Um but the flops that they're referring to are m- movies like Mission Impossible. Fast and Furious, The Marvels, uh, Indiana Jones, etc. Um, That's crazy the, to me that Mission Impossible, quote unquote, flopped because that movie was awesome. Yeah, it's crazy that a lot of these flopped. Like, I feel like Indiana Jones should have been a slam dunk too. Well, that wasn't very good. Yeah, but I feel like it doesn't have to be like that's true. I don't know. A Quality few years ago, matter. it could be pretty bad and still like be fine. You know. Um, yeah. But the biggest, I mean, there's like some bright spots this year, like the mid-budget movies. I mean, they're still oh. really big budgets, but they're not $200 million budgets like Barbie and Oppenheimer. 
um, right. which I think are the biggest standouts and Mario. Um, so like to me, I don't know what you think, but to me, like I really think they just need to stop. I don't see these people. Just stop. stop. Print, print more money. I think they need to <laughs> stop. Uh, so this is a making... treasury issue. We need to we need to not greenlight two hundred million dollar movies anymore. It's, well, I think it's that's enough. what's going to happen though, right? Like, a Barbie that's... budget is fine, you know. Right. Well, I mean, that's probably the reaction that the studios will have to this is to As make, should. is to make smaller movies, and you know, the blockbuster era is over, and that's good. Because it's not a blockbuster when there's one every week. Exactly. Yeah. It, it didn't has used to be, to be like this. No, it didn't. Like, everyone wants to be Endgame or Infinity War. Like it's, No, everyone it's wants to be Iron Man, you know, or any any of those. It's not just Even Endgame. Iron Man was way cheaper than... That's true. Like... That's true. Everybody wants to, Iron Man. Everyone wants to build up to their Endgame. You know, everyone wants to... Justify but they don't want to build up they just their want to fantastic have... beasts cinematic universe or whatever. Yeah. Like, dog, nobody cares. Um, I mean, the Potterheads care, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to. Even them, I don't even... think like those movies. No. The first um, one was fine, but anyway. Well, that Hunger Games movie is doing well, so it is. I have know. I have news also... related to that in my segment. Oh. But that's Ooh. also a mid-range movie. It didn't cost that much, like ninety million, it, something like that. It didn't look. So. It didn't look like it cost a lot of money. Did you see it? No, it's in the trailers. I liked it. I thought it was fine. Okay. No, it looked fine. What Did are you it? talking about? I thought, yeah. I thought it looked cheap. Oh well, this is the price we pay, Michael. <laughs> no, I thought it looked fine. Um, that's good. okay. But I think we're on the same page. Yeah, definitely. Know. More Oppenheimers. Like not literally, but Oppenheimer's not Floppenheimer's, all right. Yeah. I just think when people approach these things, they think it's either like I don't know, like a tiny artsy, like art house independent movie or it's endgame, you know, that's not right. It seems like Marvel's learning their lesson a little bit. I think they're not gonna spend as much and like Blade they said had a modest budget. So Well, we'll I mean see. if we see Blade. <laughs> I think we will. It's not DC. They don't. They did that into Inhumans, but that was once and forever ago. I feel like they don't. And, they and always give us what they circumstances. Have. Yeah, they give us what they tell. That who knows when, but we will see it someday. <laughs> I think. Um, okay, so we have Naruto live action movie news. I know Michael's very excited about this one. Oh he yeah, stop talking about it. This is the Lionsgate movie. I guess they have some money in their pocket. I forgot after. that that was happening. Yeah, because it was announced ten years ago. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I don't blame you for that. Uh, Lionsgate announced it 10 years ago, and now they have attached a... Variety's reporting that they've attached a um, a writer to it. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. His or her name... Their name is Tasha uh, something. I, I auto-corrected okay. to Hut, but I know that's not right. <laughs> um, it's a Hut. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, Tasha. That's too bad. Uh, they wrote Red Sonia and the Tomb Raider animated series. Neither of which are out yet. Um, I feel like it's wild to... I feel like we see Hollywood do this a lot. Uh, by Hollywood, I mean like major studios. Like yes. Latch onto one writer and give them so many big projects before they have proven themselves. It's kind of weird to me. Why do they do that, do you think? I I don't know. Well, so again, I have a story related to that in my... In my Okay. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, shouldn't no, we see but, how Red Sonja does before giving them for, Naruto? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's like a vote of confidence, right? It's like, oh, such and such studio paid this person to do this movie. That means they got to be good. So let's pay them to do this movie. Oh, look, you adapted a comic. Uh, Naruto, that's a comic. Come on. Well, we're going to we're going to put you in here. So dumb. I, well, of course. I mean, it's like, why does Akiva Goldman get to keep making movies? Like I studio like he movies. He has to start on someone for sure. Has to. It's not like this is like, and Akiva Goldman was making like a Stephen King adaptation for theaters, you know, and several other movies that were, you know, could have been good, but weren't. This isn't like a, and for major studios, this isn't like an Uwe Boll situation where he's making Blood Rain and Dead Alive and, or Dead or Alive, the, you know, all the video game adaptations. Yeah. For, truly no idea. I don't get it. Um, what, but, um, uh, are you, would you, obviously you'd watch it. Uh, of but course. What would your hype level be for a live action Naruto? You know what? Uh, I'd be scared, but I would want to, I'm, I would I'd be, I'd be very it. excited to go see it because I have no like stock in that franchise. Um, and so I think it'd be cool to get a singular Naruto experience. Cause I don't, again, I don't follow Naruto. I never have. Um, it's not something I plan on ever watching, but people love it. So I'd love to get a comparable well, also, experience. I feel like you're not painting the whole picture. Also, you're like a messy bee. And well, I don't would, know what you're talking about. And would love to see a and flop, Rebel Moon comes anime. out in two weeks. I'm excited. <laughs> exactly. Um, I would also love to see a messy garbage movie come out. That would be great. Like a Dragon Ball style, but Naruto. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we want it to be good. But I mean, I want it to be good. good. I want it to be awful. Right. You don't want it to be mid. Like, I'm going to be so annoyed if Rebel Moon is mid. Yeah, we have to have something to roast. Come on. I need it. I need, I need it to be awful. Self, you know, whatever. Self-important garbage. That's what I need. Or it to be good. Either one. Yeah. Cast whatever like tween dude there is. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, because some guy from TikTok. Come on. Cringe. Say like, believe it, you know, believe. Jutsu is, yeah, that's going to be great. Wait, Shadow okay. Jutsu. Um, okay, we got a trailer for the next DC animated film. It's called Justice League Crisis. It's the yes. part one of three. Um, okay. There's going to be three movies adapting Crisis on Infinite Earths, one of the biggest DC crossovers ever. Maybe the biggest. It's coming out January 24th. Right. I think it's wrapping up this era of the movies. I don't know what's happening, but it looked fine to me. I don't know how I feel yep. about three movies, though. Making it a limited series. It's It's kind of weird right? Like this seems like out of character for them to typically, or, or the way they typically do animated stuff. But I mean, it is like you said, one of the biggest, if not the biggest DC story of all time. So it makes it feel like a big event, which maybe they're, they've been lacking lately in the animation department, like a destination thing. It's like, I feel like the, the, the thought for years with the DC animated stuff has been, well, here's another DC animated. Guess I'll watch it. Not like, Oh man, you gotta see the new killing joke. Yeah, they need something to draw excitement. I think, and that'd be cool. And and the trailer was pretty good. Yeah, I just feel like they're like out of touch a little bit. Like, why aren't they doing like Dark Knight's Metal or like Flashpoint? Well, of course. well yeah, like, of course. Well, they did Flashpoint. You know what I mean? Like, why aren't they doing like no Dark Knight's Metal? Dark Knight's Metal is perfect. Like the, a modern story that is also very popular. Deceased. I don't know. Yeah, DC versus Vampire. Like anything like that. Something. Like, something a little bit more modern. I think people would maybe respond well to that yeah but we don't make the rules 
maybe after they reset with this crisis, uh, we'll see it. I don't know. Mm. Okay, we got um, a lot of uh, Superman legacy casting. Uh, we got okay. this is the James Gunn 2025 right. Superman movie uh, led by David Corrin's wet. <laughs> I don't know how to say his <laughs> name still. You haven't Dis- told me either. Disrespected to that man. I I mean no disrespect. I like him. I just don't know how to say his name. Um, anyway, you you look it up and you tell me how you would say it. Uh, Corrin's uh, wet. Is it that, sweat or got... Corrin's wet? <laughs> for for those listening at home, um, it is C O R E N S W E T. I gotta go, Corrin's wet. Yeah, sweat is probably more accurate. I like Corrin's wet. wet better though. Um, <laughs> Who? Such a. We need to bring back stage names. Yeah, um, come on. <laughs> wow, disrespecting this man left and right. Anyway, uh, just go on. <laughs> um, we have Sarah Sim- Sampaio. She's a Portuguese Victoria's Secret model as Eve Teschenmacher. Okay. That's sure. the most James Gunn like person That's... as blank that I've ever seen. Like a no, no character, no name character and uh model. Yep. I don't know. Uh, that's about right. It, gun it, is gonna gun, you know. Who's Sean Gunn playing? Um, he's definitely gonna be Bat no, uh Batmite. Mixel, Mixel... Oh, Mix Spitlick? Yeah, that him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, we I have... actually believe that. Yeah, it'll be someone. Um or crypto. Oh, perfect. Uh, we have uh Skylar Sisono, Kisono, Kisono, Gisondo. I really did my research this week. Um, <laughs> Struggling. He's, he's from Booksmart. Uh, I actually really oh, like yeah, him. He's, yeah. Jim, he's Jimmy Olsen. I think he's like a perfect, that guy's Jimmy Olsen. You know, like if you just look at his face, he looks like Jimmy Olsen. All these people aren't yet on IMDb, which is annoying. How dare they? Oh, they put fake things on I IMDb, see. but not. Um, I have to expand it from top cast. Yeah, I see. Oh, him. wow. Um, he's in stuff. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, that guy's in movies. I don't know. He's like the goofy no, he, dude in comedies. He, and stuff. Yes, that's a very. You know, he's the goofy friend. If you want to cast a goofy friend for a early twenties comedy, we got you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I liked him in, in Booksmart a lot. He was fun. Um, and then we have Nicholas Holt as uh, Lex Luthor. He famously that's auditioned for Batman and Superman, and I guess now he's landed on Lex. I think um, that's I good think casting. We, yeah, I think we like even talked about this when. A while ago, maybe. Oh, we did. We definitely did. But I agree. I think... I don't know why they even considered him as Superman. Like, Lex is way better. He better be bald, though. That's all I'm saying. Right. Mm -hmm. I hate Lex with hair. We'll see. Or at least make it a bald origin story. and (laughs) He's balding at the start? No, like, some kind of accident. I don't know. He can just naturally be bald. That's not fun. Like, he's got to... Have some sort of accident? Yeah. Kryptonian rays? So, so yeah, that's why he hates Superman. Superman. <laughs> what a what an origin story. Um, James Gunn said after after auditioning hundreds of folks for both of these roles, he's talking about uh Tessin Mucker and Jimmy Olsen. And uh-huh. we finally found perfect fits for both Skylar and Sarah. Can't wait to for you guys to see them in action in summer 2020, 2025. What like, what is a perfect fit for Eve Tessmacher? Like, who is that? Victoria's Secret model. That's who's a perfect fit. I see. 
someone James Gunn wants to, you know what? Yes, whatever. Uh-huh. Work mm-hmm. work with. Oh, Eve Tesmacher was in Arrow, apparently. I I'm trying to get excited about this movie. I don't I it's hard I, for me feel, to get excited I about this. I feel James actively Gunn against stuff. it, and I don't know why. I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I feel similarly. And this is all being made under WB and their current leadership, which is like really worrisome. Right. Um, which speaking of leads to my last uh story about like non-Marvel. Um, they had plans to cancel this movie called Coyote versus Acme. Oh, um, like the Roadrunner back- stuff? Yeah. It was okay. like they're gonna cancel it like Batgirl style and Scooby Doo holiday Yikes. movie, Scoob Two style. Um, and this was like a live action um animation hybrid one of those movies it says wiley coyote from looney tunes sues acme after using the company's products to try to capture roadrunner for years and failing it starred will forte john cena and lana condor <laughs> uh but they, they're done with it and they were going to scrap it apparently it cost 70 million to make oh they were going to cancel it for tax considerations they were going to secure a 30 million tax break uh for it i don't understand how that works still i don't either why do they get that? Why do they get rewarded for that? That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, no. Like, why are we paying for that? And also, I really don't like that this is like a new, this is like the new the new possibilities for movies. You can just not release it when it's been shot and done. It's awful. Yeah, I saw a comparison with like Disney and WB flopping really hard this year. And someone made it, they made the comparison that like, Disney has just had a lot of missteps, you know, but that yeah. Warner Warner Discovery is like actively trying to like hurt art, you know. It's like I yeah. feel like it's a different thing. Like it's one of them's the, trying, I feel like, you know. I mean, Disney, I mean art, quote unquote, right? But they're all Dis- evil. Oh, absolutely. And I, I I think the 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 artistic merit of a Disney film is not, you know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in the art category, but I mean it's definitely a commercialized art, but they're at least trying to put out a good product. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the creators of these projects are too at WB, but their that's the leadership it's, is has no interest in like the true. integrity or the longevity of because you can't blame the creators for this. This is this is uh, the studio people. It's crazy, but um, apparently a lot of A-list talent told their reps to cancel. This is like a investigative piece from one of the major trades to cancel upcoming oh, wow. upcoming medium meetings with the studio as a sign of opposition. Um, to cancel Coyote Roadrunner. Well, I think or they're just like on the fourth one, then the third one. They're like, okay, like this could happen to my movie. They're getting really nervous about right. it. You know, that makes they're sense. like, we can't let this keep happening. Um, I think this just it just happened with this movie. So they reverse their decision. Wow. They're gonna now they're shopping it around to uh, other studio. They're not like we're gonna put it out. They're just gonna let someone else do it. Um, and okay. because of this whole hullabaloo, um, members of Congress are calling for Warner Discovery's Asloff to be investigated because they basically said, "quote um, It's like burning down a building for the insurance money." It, Which I, I mean, think is like a good comparison. That is a know? very good analogy. That seems very correct. And they really shouldn't be allowed to do that, you know? Even if it's legal, it doesn't seem fair. Like, it seems like loopholes that shouldn't exist. Although, 
I'm sure they lobby for certain uh, representatives that will support it and nothing will ever change. <laughs> of course. But hopefully it will. You never know. I mean, Maybe Zaslav will retire one day. Yikes. Here's hoping. But it's um, funny. I think it's like reached real quick that like wider conversation. I was out to dinner and I heard like a table of like not nerdy looking people. You know what I mean? Like regular <laughs> yeah, yeah. people talking about David Zaslav and how he's ruining cinema. And I was like, that's really wow. interesting. I was like eavesdropping on them. He's just like some family. And I was like, huh. Interesting. Okay. He's that's like, good. He's becoming like a real super villain. So I we guess love to, we thing. love to see it. We love to see we it. We love that. But that's all my non-Marvel news. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. And I'm going to be going first. I'm sending a picture in the chat so Dylan can see what I'm picking. I'm not. I'm picking something from the gaming department, but not per se a game itself. I'm picking. We've. This is a line we've been carrying a lot of lately uh, from Foam Brain Games. It's these mystery loot dice packs. And they have like a sort of mystery. They're blind bag dice bags or packs of dice. And we got their winter collection this time. And this is their first time doing liquid core D20s. So for $18 you get a oversized liquid core D20, uh, which means it's got like a glittery liquid on the inside and it moves around when you roll it. And then a a wintery themed pin that can also be turned into uh, an ornament. So that's awesome. I know they're super cute. I love all of them. They're available at all bedrocks. So go get one. Sweet. Or five. They're great stocking stuffers for serious. I am picking the launch of a new DC event. It's called Titans Beast World number one. It's spinning out of Tom Taylor's Titans book. Um, and it's like crossing over with a bunch of DC titles. They're, the the furry Zootopia world is taking over the DC universe. And mm-hmm. they're being turned into animals and only Beast Boy can stop them. Um, that sounds it cute. Sounds, it sounds kind of silly, but I never read anything Tom Taylor that I didn't like. So. That is true. I'm sure it's good. So I, I'm looking forward to reading it. Okay. Well, getting into the news, I have um, a little bit to talk about here. Um, no trailers this week, actually. There's no, like, we have, we've got a horror trailer drought. Um, they dumped anyway. them all after the strike ended. <laughs> they did. Um, but we do have some news here to talk about. Um, Black Mirror is returning for a seventh season on Netflix. I know, Dylan, you used to be all about Black Mirror. Have you been keeping up with it? I have. I love Black Mirror. Uh, I, I watched the first two seasons so and I really enjoyed cool. it. The Netflix ones is a very controversial take, but I like the net the early Netflix seasons best. Really? Um, more maybe not overall, but some of my favorite episodes are Netflix ones. So I don't know. I think you should power through. So um, no, ca- so this is from Variety. Um, quote, no casting has been confirmed yet for season seven, but Variety understands the show is set to go into production later this year with Charlie Book, Charlie Brooker 
Annabelle Jones and Jessica Rhodes believed to be returning as executive producers. Plot details and number of episodes are still being kept under wraps. So we don't know anything other than it exists, um, but and it's, it's about to start filming. Um, if you don't know what Black Mirror is, it's a anthology show where every episode tells a different story. It's usually like horror, sci-fi, weird type of content. Um, what was the name of the interactive movie they did that people like so much? Oh, right. Was um, it Bander? Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch. That's right. Yeah. That's it. I was, I was going to say Branderberg, but that wasn't it. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've been wanting to catch up on this. So good to know that they maintain their quality. Um, next on Screenbox, you know, which is a discount shutter, if you want to think about it like that. Screenbox <laughs> is a streaming service. And one of the, the second uh, most popular horror streaming service behind Shudder. Um, but uh, Bloody Disgusting owns Screenbox. So that's why you get a lot of Screenbox stuff on Makes Bloody sense. Disgusting. Um Bloody Disgusting is a horror news website that I frequent. Um, a movie I talked about, actually, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not, um, called Tenabre. Tenabre. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. They pronounce it multiple different ways in the movie. Uh, it's a, gi- a giallo film from Dario Argento from the early 80s or late 70s. I'm not really sure. Either way, there is a brand new restoration of it on Screenbox. And this movie rules. If you've never seen it, you should absolutely see it. Um, in the film, an American writer in Rome is stalked and harassed by a serial killer who is murdering everyone who's associated with his work on the on his latest book. Um, so there's mm. yeah, it's it's really enjoyable and it has some absolutely bonkers gore, like crazy. There's there, there's a very famous scene for this movie where this lady gets her hand cut off, and it's just it's just out of control. I mean, in in it's not gross. It's just really over the top and silly. The still, the still frame I'm sending Dylan might seem gross, but I'll send you the video later. It's really funny. Um, it's so much blood, and that's just from her hand, like, okay. like, like the hand cuts <laughs> off, and it's just like spraying all over the walls, and like it's crazy. It's great, and it's candy color red. It's great. Uh, but that is now on Screenbox. Highly recommend it if you um, have a uh, a sub to that. I think they're doing some sort of a Black Friday thing for that for thirty bucks for a year. So you probably should do that. Definitely. Um, also, Dylan, do I need to send you the picture? We got some stuff for Nosferatu. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I have. I'm so you excited. Have. Okay, cool. Great. So we got two pieces of Nosferatu news, the new uh, Robert Eggers movie. We got a first look as Nicholas Holt, uh, who I think is playing what Rob Renfield, right? I'm not sure, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't actually know who he's playing. Um, but it gives us a even a, a slight glimpse at Bill Skarsgård's uh, Count Orlock, the titular Nosferatu. And it looks great. Nicholas Holt looks like Victorian Nicholas Holt. So, I mean, he looks exactly like you expect him to look like. And I'm very excited for this. We also got information or got a confirmation that it is going to be released Christmas, <laughs> December 25th, 2024. Wow. Um, I know. So that's a perfect... Uh, Christmas movie with the family, I guess. Go see Nosferatu. Yeah. I I definitely would do that. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this movie, and I cannot wait for a trailer. Um, if you don't know would Nosferatu, you... um, Robert Eggers' Nosferatu is a gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman in 19th century Germany and the ancient Transylvanian vampire who stalks her, bringing untold horror with him. 
This looks awesome, dude. I'm so it's excited. It's going to look good, at least. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whether the movie is good or not, I don't know. Like, I don't even think the Northman was all that great, but it was a great movie to watch. Exactly. Like, yeah. I had a great time watching that in theaters, but I have no interest in watching it again. You know? Agreed. Do you feel the same yeah. way? Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited for the spectacle of this and Nicole Me too. Um, we've got two pieces of box office information here. Um, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving, which I reviewed last week, um, did did another ten million dollars over the long holiday weekend. So the movie is doing pretty well for its um for its little run here. Um projected to make uh twenty four point one three million uh one one nine million through Sunday, and the film cost half that to make. So they're must be thrilled with this. That's cool. I like yeah. it too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It it was a ton of fun. And go back and listen to my review. But you saw Very it, gross. Dylan. What, what did you? Th- oh yeah, what did you think? Um, I wasn't prepared for how gross it was going to be. I should have known. Eli Roth, man, that's what he does. Yeah, I should have known. But I thought maybe I don't know. It looked a little bit more tame on the trailers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew I what I was getting into. It was weird because it was like very gory, but it had like everything else about the movie was like a basic horror, like a like a right. good just like slasher, you know, well, so like, like, like an weird... early two thousands type slasher. Yeah, exactly. like I know what you did last summer. Scream. Yeah, it was one of those. Except for people are like getting brutalized. absolutely butchered. Um, no, the, I enjoyed the, it. It was fun. I like the uh, the dumpster one. That was great. It was like the most the over the top. The trampoline was the one that got me the most. I was like, Ugh. I didn't like that. He, um, I did. He did pick apart some like specific fears, which I really appreciated. That's great. We love to see it. Yeah. Um, and then the other, we have some Five Nights at Freddy's box office news. Dylan, did you see this? The movie or the no, box no, office? The, the box office news. Oh no! It has become Blumhouse's highest grossing film of all time. Why do we reward bad behavior, Michael? I, I know what I mean. Look, I understand it's Five Nights, and so it's got that fan base that is just going to go see it no matter what. But come on. Um, without looking at the article, I don't know. I assume you don't have it pulled it up. What would you guess, Dylan, is the next highest grossing Blumhouse film? I'm putting you completely on the spot without having given you any sort of prep for this. I would have guessed. Um, I, I can't believe that this is number one. Um, it's by the way that the total, the domestic total. Is 136 million and it's a 200, uh, 283 worldwide, which is a lot. Halloween, didn't they do that one? They did, and no, Megan? it is nope. Split M. Night Shyamalan oh, split. That makes sense. Okay, that I does. I forgot they did I for, that. I did too. Um, but yeah, I would have guessed Halloween, but here we are. Five nights, good, good for Blumhouse, but you know what? That's good for Blumhouse. I'm happy that they're having some having success, and just I'm ready for Megan too. It's really all I'm here for. Exactly. Um, we got some Scream Seven news, which is kind of interesting. Here, um, two of the main stars are not going to be returning for Scream Seven. Um, Melissa Barrera was let go from the project, and Janet Ortega is not able to fulfill her filming commitments, or not not able to film uh, due to the Wednesday shooting schedule. Announced uh, the day after. Right, right. Announced back to back. So hmm. there's that. Um, and there's a lot of um, political stuff going on with the reason for Melissa Barrera was let go. You can look into that if you wish. Uh, we won't get into it here. 
but they're definitely this isn't our podcast technically yes this right correct yeah it's not the forum for that right this is not this is not the place to talk about it um but melissa brewer said some things on social media that the that anyway whatever look it up um anyway so that leaves screams or spyglass in an interesting position to we don't they, they built a whole thing around this this group of four people and uh now now they're not gonna have to crazy them. it is crazy it seems like really wild that they would let this happen um and they have no one to blame but themselves and they absolutely like they did the impossible they took a dead franchise and revived popularized it, it for gen z for like yes. kids like like teens love this movie they got jenna ortega before she was wednesday they got contracted they got yes. i don't know they had a really good cast I, they had low budget making tons of money and they just fumbled blew, they fumbled the bag so hard like now no one cares <laughs> yeah now it's game over um we don't know at this point anything about the movie it definitely left a, a bad taste in my mouth about scream seven um and they were already on thin ice for not paying Nev Campbell, which we both agreed that she didn't need to come back. But absolutely, it sucks that they wrote her coming back and wanted her to come back and wouldn't pay her to do it. You know, it like so. But I want I just want to add one more thing. They, yeah, yeah. I feel like the way the last one ended was like such a definitive, like nice ending for the those sisters. I can't remember what their that's true names are. So I don't, I'm not like too upset about it because like it feels like maybe they would have been spinning their wheels if they had gone further with it so that was the final screen movie for me unless some other studio picks it up right i'm with you there um this is kind of interesting and very spinny and bogus by the way from variety saying quote it seems to it seems to some fans like the planned sequel was collapsing in real time however even before barrera was fired plans uh-huh. for the next scream were being retooled ortega's exit had required the creative team to make some alterations uh, including according to individuals with knowledge uh, but there were still hopes that the actors might be convinced to come back with some sort of cameo that no longer seems to be in the cards. So re- really, you really think I was, you expect me to believe that they were already maybe considering not bringing those two back before it became official? Please, come on. Get out it's of giving, here. you can't fire me, I quit. You know, exactly. Like, okay. Um, They're going to have the same writers attached, but definitely not going to be the same movie. But So let's, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Literally play devil's advocate and like, okay. what do they do now? You have to. Well, I mean, okay. So the actual answer is what you said off air. The actual answer is what is what they said, and that is pay money, dump the dump the the the, the money truck at Nev Campbell and bring her back. Yeah, I, I don't want that. I don't need that. That is not Nev Campbell is not scream anymore. That's over. Yeah, I don't I need don't Nev Campbell need for this that. to be good. Um, I I. I don't know. I, I think that is what they will do. What should they do is <laughs> come to a resolution and see the error of their ways and bring back the two people that they um, alienated. But that's not going to happen. That's ga- It's game over. I feel like they like should start thinking about selling it to another production company. I don't just dis- I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that could happen. But but why would you do that? Like, be- do they know it's over? You know what I mean? I like, think if they if they were smart, they would, and I think that would be best for the franchise. Not that they care they care what's best for them, but I think they would not make a big profit if they do another one. Um, absolutely. I think they would they stand to make more money selling it to someone, and I think creatively it needs a little bit of a refresh. Like we've had 
three of these now of this one or two? Two. Two. Five and six. I don't know. Like I said, it ended pretty definitively. I think you, it could benefit from like a whole reboot, like new continuity, everything, you know? Absolutely. So it's a Blumhouse. It's a 24 Oh, either one. I mean, <laughs> Blumhouse will be the, the, the move, I think. It makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, I, A24, though, I'd all be also okay with that or Neon. Um, so anyway, my last story here um, is there is a new Stephen King project, um, or should I say a Richard Bachman project? Um, the Long Walk is going to be a new film coming out from someone, but it is going to be directed. There's a new a director has been attached, and that is Francis Lawrence. Uh, who is that, you may ask? The That's director fire? Of, of the Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, I like his movies. Um, he let it slip, quote unquote, in an interview that he is attached to this um, new project or this project. He says, and I quote, uh, I'm now attached to the long walk, the Stephen King book. Very excited about that. That's it. Um, if you don't know what the long walk is, it is an awesome book um, that was technically writ- published under the name Richard Bachman, which is um, King was a little bit in right after his King started out with Carrie, right? Like immediate massive success. First book, huge and keeps just like having blockbuster book after blockbuster book. And he became a little disillusioned with his, with his own success. And so he got his agent to do a fake, another agent at a whole created a whole backstory, created a fictional author named Richard Bachman and wrote books as Richard Bachman. Um, hmm. and it was a pretty well-kept secret for a s- number of years that Richard Bachman was actually Stephen King. Were uh, they successful? Not as, not as so, not nearly as successful. I mean, they hmm. were still, they were still moving units. I mean, they were still good horror novels that people liked, but they were not the blockbuster status that you would get for just having Stephen King on the box. Um, but uh, to say that though, like again, th- these books were still good and liked and in print before it was revealed that it was king like they received multiple printings they were still popular just not to his level but anyway the long walk was came out in 1979 um and it is about this dystopian future of america where they get a hundred teens who go on a a a long walk quote unquote at the titular long walk and they just uh, they have a non-stop walk um and they're like chased by or not they're, they're not chased but there's like a guards with guns uh, that if they ever stop walking, they get shot uh, and things like that. It's a very like it says a lot about like the military and police state and that type of thing, which is what King talked about a lot in those days. Um, it's a very, very interesting book. Very good. Um, OK, so I'm super excited that this is I don't I don't know. Maybe the, I don't know if the movie would be good or it's an interesting book to adapt into a thing because it is just walking in a straight line for a long time and meeting people along the way. I guess it could work. Hmm. But you've never read it, Dylan? No, I've never even heard of it before. I definitely recommend it. I think it's very, very worth your time. Um, it's got a really cool cover too. The 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 original uh book anyway. I feel like the name is off-putting. It is. Doesn't it's, sound like something I would want to pick up. <laughs> it's been reprinted um in oh, a cool cover. It's been reprinted in you can get it in uh the Stephen King collection, the Bachman books. Um it's, Richard Bachman's timeline is great, by the way. Like Stephen, once it got revealed, like then they would play with it. And like he wrote two books, The Regulators and Desperation, one as 
Stephen King, one as Richard Bachman, and they were telling the same story, but from different points of view. And then Richard Bachman died, and like he had a whole like it's great. It's very meta, very Stephen King. So Um, they haven't retroactively put Stephen King's name on these. No. Oh well, I mean, so you can get the Bachman books by Stephen King. Got it. Okay. Um, but they're not in singular print anymore. Um, oh, weird. but no, they, they never got republished with Stephen King's name. But on they them. will. This one will, right? Probably for the movie. I wonder yeah. what his name will be on it. Um, I, that's a good question. They, they should just do Richard Bachman. Just that'd be really funny. Same with the trailer and everything. They, they definitely. I would love that so much. Um, if you're familiar at all, by the way, the last thing before we get to the, the third segment is the most inf- – he does have a very infamous book um, by Richard Bachman called Rage, uh, which is the only Stephen King book that has ever been fully pulled pulled from publication, but he pulled it himself. It's about school shootings. It's from the oh, point of view okay. of a school shooter, but it came out in like the early 70s when that wasn't something that happened all the time. Mm, okay. um, and then obviously uh, post-Columbine – um, yeah. King was like, Hey, let's pull this. I don't, this is not good. We need to not have this in print anymore. So you can find it, but, and it is a good book, but it is definitely doesn't need to be out there in the, in the, uh, in the ether. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. But anyway, go read the long walk. That's going to do it for uh, my news this week. Let's hear about all these tabletop events. It's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we're going to talk about all this Marvel news. we got a couple of trailers to talk about, or one trailer and some behind-the-scenes footage and a bunch <laughs> yeah. of Marvel updates, Dylan. So I'm, take it away, Dylan. What do we got? All right. So today marks the day that WandaVision released on Steelbook, today being Tuesday. Uh, yes. So I guess yesterday. Yesterday. Um, and it has a bunch of special features. It's got some cool deleted scenes. Did remember you get the Steelbook, like, Dylan? Of course I did. Uh, remember how they were like, um, they're talking about like the witness protection dude or something, or yes. like the guy that went, like it turned out there was a deleted scene where they confirmed that that was Ralph Boner. Um, that he was that guy, which people kind of suspected, but it was like a weird thread that they never tied up. Um, Interesting. But so okay. there's some cool deleted scenes. It's like gag reels. It's like it's got like the full gamut of Blu-ray features, which I appreciate. You that, know, that is good. It shows some restraint that they didn't toss this on Disney Plus ever. You know. Um, yeah, for real. 
So I must have known that they were going to do this so long ago, I guess. Um, but it included the the Is real it exclusive gem. to anywhere? The steelbook? No. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. <clears throat> but the real gem is that we got a first look at Agatha, whatever it's called now, House of Harkness, Darkhold Diaries, Agatha, whatever. Um, yep. But uh, it was basically like an interview with Catherine Hahn, and there was like B-roll footage during it and we got to see her in her like more comic accurate old lady updo um we got our first look at uh wiccan and some of the other witches we didn't see aubrey plaza um i'm gonna look at patty lapone uh but i don't know i basically the only thing to talk about here is like how it looks visually but um i know to most people it's one of those like why are they making this things and i feel that way with some marvel things that I'm not personally invested in, but it's the same creator as WandaVision and it's kind of a continuation of that saga. And to me, it's the se- the direct sequel to WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness didn't happen. So I'm very excited about right. it. What about I, you? Are you going to watch Agatha? Oh, so I'm so excited for it, man. I think this was, I forgot how fun Agatha was until I watched this um, behind the scenes little vignette. This was so cool. Um, and I just, I, I always talk about WandaVision at work because people will talk about their rank, the Disney plus shows or what their favorite is. And it's like, well, hands down WandaVision is my favorite. And I think I would say is the best. Um, absolutely. Yeah, Everyone says WandaVision or Loki. I feel like it's gotta right. be one of those two is what I feel everyone says, but yep. um, I'm so excited about this thing because it comes out in like 2034 or whatever, but <laughs> right. I really want to see it. Um, they're slowing down uh they're gonna like keep stuff in the bank uh so we'll see when we see it i think it's like 2025 maybe who knows um but another one in the pipeline is avengers king dynasty which lost its writer recently but they recently got a new writer and um this is really bad news to me michael uh michael waldron he wrote uh they credit him as the loki creator but i think he wrote the first episode of loki season one Okay. Um, he didn't have anything to do with season two, which everyone liked more. Uh, and it's uh, his name is Michael Waldron. He also wrote Multiverse of Madness. Um, oh, and wow. he's also writing Secret Wars. So he, like, is seems to be their new guy. You know. Sure. Um, I have like slightly mixed feelings about it. I like that there's one writer for Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. It's nice to have some, um like a through line there, kind of like how the Russos did in Infinity War and Endgame. You know, I feel like if you're not going to talk to other people, which he proves he doesn't, which when he said that he didn't really read the scripts or care about WandaVision when he was writing Multiverse of Madness, which is crazy to me. Um, that is that really just that like burned, it, burned him for me. I don't know. Not only delivering a bad movie or a movie I didn't like, but not having any regard for like the other yeah. stuff. Yeah. In a shared universe is kind of wild, but that is kind of a problem. It dinged my like excitement. I already wasn't like too hyped for Avengers King Dynasty, but now knowing Michael Waldron's doing it, I'm like, eh, we'll mm. see. But it's like what we we're talking about before. Why are we giving this guy? I know he wrote that. He created why is he getting Loki. this work? Right. I don't. I, I'm I don't with know. you. I don't know why he's getting like that. Is such a weird. We already talked about this, but like that's such a weird like Hollywood thing, right? Like, hmm. I swear he's just like they golf together and then they're like you can write everything. He's somebody's homie, definitely. Yeah, exactly. He's a homie hire. So he's he's somebody like somebody's like son or nephew or something. 
Yeah, it's giving Apple baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Okay. We'll we'll jump to Venom three. Uh, Venom okay. three has resumed shooting promptly after the strike. Yeah, they were ready. They had their oh, locations. Yeah. They had their script. They had their crew, and they're like, "Let's get back to work." And Tom Hardy has shared it online. Um, I thought you might get a kick out of the way that they're spelling Venom for this movie. Oh no! Is it whole actually is V three N O M? Has to be exactly. Yeah, it is. I, I look, said through the chat. It's, I see it's that. Venom like is that. The, is the is the O an O or a zero? I actually don't know. It's an O. I assume <laughs> it'd be a thirty for some reason. Oh my um, god! I hate it. I I actively dislike that. So V Threenum is gonna oh, no, not come out pretty soon. Tom Hardy called it his last dance. So I guess he's like, oh, what does that mean? Done. He says he's saying he's done, Michael. He's with done movies? With Venom. Oh, as no. As Venom, not okay. with movies. Okay. Um, I can see why he'd uh-huh. went out after the last one. Um, but it's a shame that they never got to fold him into the Spider-Man stuff or any of the villains. Really, it's wild. Yeah, that is that is a shame. I mean, as look, Dylan is a bigger defender of the Venom movies than I am. The first one. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's camp. <laughs> sure. Um. I don't love it, but I do love, I had a good time in the theater watching it. And I think there is, there is a place for Tom Hardy's venom as is depicted in those first two movies. There's a place for that in the MCU, but I guess not. And the, the place is anywhere. Um, and it's wild wow. that, well, he's their other golden goose other than Tom Holland. You know, oh, they got nothing, like, dude. they, why don't they combine? I don't understand. I don't. Why are we doing Madame Web? Why are we doing Craven? Why are we doing? It doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like I don't know. We rant about this know. like every week. It feels like, but no one can explain Sony. Who knows? Of course. Um. Okay. So we got more. I guess. Uh. Sony news. Their Amazon and Sony is threatening. Is being threatened to be sued by the WGA. Part of the deal <laughs> when they came to their agreement. The writer, the writer strike was that they wouldn't cancel productions just because, or not open the writers' rooms just because now they had to pay writers more. So they were like, you okay. have to pay them more, and you have to like pay them. Period. You know, like right. you can't pay ten percent of them more and then fire everyone else. Like that's not how that works. Oh my you know? god! But they have not. The it's the Silk Spider Society show has not reopened its writers' room. This is the Lord and Miller produced. Uh, Angela Kang showrunner, I right. guess. Uh, they they just aren't like those writers just aren't at work yet. Um, so they're like, we're gonna see you now. So more Spider Man, Spider Universe drama, I guess. Uh, I keep Jeez. forgetting that the Silk Show is a thing. I feel like we've been talking about it for I don't believe like it five years or something. I don't know. I don't believe. You don't it. believe it? No. This is the Amazon show, by the way. I should have said. Sure, that. sure it is. You don't Man. believe Silk Spider Society's coming out, Michael? Dylan, Madam Web came out. No, no chance. But like this is you know what this is giving? It's giving when you you're probably too young to remember when the the when you probably weren't a part of the workforce when they passed the law um that anybody who worked over a certain number of hours had to get health care. Like no. as part of like as, I wasn't as working. Legal, I remember as a, it, but I wasn't as a working. legal requirement. Like it didn't used to be that way. And I yeah. remember because I worked for a corporation at that time. Um, 
a very large corporation at that time. And they actively were like, oh, well, it's very, it sounds very much like this, this writer's room thing. It was like, well, if you don't work, then I don't have to pay you that exorbitant rate. Like they would hire less people specifically to not have wow. to do that, to not have to pay the thing that they have to pay. And so it sounds like that's just, that's just how organizations are going to, that's how corporations try to avoid yeah. <laughs> new deals, which that's is crappy. doesn't work out for you in the future. In the long run, I should say. Lame. Yep. Um, okay, we got some Thunderbolts casting as well. Steven oh. Yoon has been confirmed to be playing Sentry. Okay. Um, he said it kind of came together in a weird way. Uh Jake Schreier, who is um did uh Beef, that show on Netflix that was like a really big hit. Okay. Steven Yoon. Um he said he got the gig to, to direct. And he kind of saw me for this role and I read the role and I was like, this is actually a really interesting role. So many roles. Uh, it'd be down to, I'd be down to explore this. So he seems pretty excited. Um, I love Steven Yoon. I like, I don't like Sentry, but he's a cool villain, you know? Um, <laughs> right. But I'm, I mean, I like Steven Yoon. I'm excited for that. I like the cast of Thunderbolts. So I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Uh, very much so. Did you watch Beef? No, I sure didn't. Beef is really good. I feel like you'd like it. It's a really? good Netflix. It's one of those Netflix phenomenons that go away and then you'll never hear about it ever again. You know what I'm talking about? Of course. Yeah. It's well, yeah, it's like one of those things that will just live on Not and for a month. Yeah. Like, oh my God, are you watching I can't think of another example? Bandersnatch? Yeah. People exactly. who never watched Black Mirror but loved Bandersnatch and then didn't watch future Black Mirror seasons, but you know, it was a moment. I- there's too much information now in our brains. Like not, I, it's not just TikTok, but like, do you ever wonder? Do you ever get scared for when you're like 80 and you're like, you've seen like <laughs> 600 shows come and go, and you're like, remember Beef? And they're like, what is he talking about? You know, like <laughs> that sounds like a punk album or something. Remember Beef? <laughs> I just know I'm gonna be like that, and I don't want to. I'm scared. I'm told. Do you remember the Golden Bachelor? It. No, literally, like, <laughs> it's already like that at work. I'm like the oldest one at my location now. Right. I'm 30. It's crazy. And I'm like, Scott Pilgrim was a movie before this anime came out. And they're like, what? You know? like Stop. I swear. They don't know the movie? Terrible. Yes, Rihanna, the fancy lady, did used to sing. Okay? They don't. They that don't was know. another conversation. No. There's nowhere um, as the fashion the lady? lady? Oh, exactly. She used to have a that? illustrious career singing. Okay, well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. She did. She has. Like she more... did. Anyway, um, anyway, beef. Uh, <laughs> yeah, beef. I, I'm excited for Thunderbolts. Uh, but um, there's nothing else to talk about. Steven Yeun's great. He's playing another superhero in Blue and Yellow, like Invincible, which is on Fortnite now. Very excited about is that. Is it? Is it really? Michael, the Lego collab coming up. It's gonna be wild. I need you to tune in for it. They I've been have... playing Fortnite again lately. Me, me too. I've been enjoying it. I haven't. I haven't I spent any I money like on it again. OG, though. I like the OG. There's no cars. There's no I know. bushes. What am I supposed to do? I have to collect a bush now. You telling yes. me? I've, yeah, I get that bush power up. And they don't even work right because your gun is sticking out of it. When you're the no, last no, five no. people on the map, everyone's a bush. I don't like this at all. No. <laughs> and and you can shoot, and you're still a bush. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, we got a trailer for What If Season 2. People are like, what are they talking about? Uh, what If Season 2. Fortnite. This, this came out last week, I think. 
uh, but I wasn't here to talk about it. But now I'm here. Um, we got to see new, like, new Avengers teams, uh, new holiday adventures. We got to see Hela teaming up with Wenwu, more stuff like that. Um, it says, Season 2 of What If continues the journey as the Watcher guides viewers through the vast multiverse, introducing brand new and familiar faces throughout the MCU. Uh, the series questions, revisits, and twists classic Marvel. Okay, we know. It's yep. what if Marvel things. Um, but I thought it looked even like visibly better than the first season. I do and too. I it had like some cooler premises to me. And I really like, we talked about the release strategy of doing it daily. I really like that. So I'm I'm excited for it. What about you? Me too. I think it looked really good. Um, I'm into it. Um, I, I didn't, like I liked the first season fine, but I think Agreed. it definitely has room for improvement. And I think this looks like they're they're working on that. So I'm in, I'm into it. It look it like you said it does look better than the first one. So now you're gonna like if you were to watch it, would this be a daily watch? Would this be a binge at the end? Would this be a batch thing? What's what's the what's I the strategy here? I think that's that's really hard. I think it would probably be a uh watch it a who no I don't know I really don't, I'm not sure. Because it's animation, which is already like not my favorite. So like I don't know if I'd have to like space them out. Probably, Hear me out. probably do them all at the end. Hear me out. Lunch break for a week, like every day for a week. Like just a little okay. lunch break day. You know, it's like they're like 22 minutes. It's perfect. But Dylan, I play I play Xbox on my lunch break. You got your second screen, you got your phone up. Oh, there we go. Playing the what if episode. But I'm playing Madden 2010 Dynasty mode. I'm in I'm in the year 2015, undefeated Super Bowl champions. I don't I I know those words separately. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um but I'll be seated for what if so I, I mean it looks it looks Marvel. Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, so it does look good. When's it come out? Um December thirteenth. Okay. Mid December. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I'm excited though. Me too. It looks good. That's all I got. That's all my all right. Well, Dylan, welcome back and thank you so much for downloading us, everybody. Bye. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five star review. It'll really help new people find the show and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.